This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, it's 10.33 in the morning. We've just eaten calzones. Now we're going to eat some perfectly engineered food products. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And ah, this is Spilled Milk, the show where we (laughs) cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And apparently we are, Molly is uh, ambushing me with a a whole new style of intro for our 500th episode. (laughs) I couldn't be happier to be ambushed. 500th episode. I've got to keep things fresh in our relationship. You know, you absolutely do. And the best way to keep things fresh in a relationship is to ambush your partner yes. with some, with a new intro. With a new intro, I got to figure out how to translate this to my actual yeah what relationship. If, what if like um, every time wife of the show Lori got home, I greeted her uh, by starting to say <laughs> "sup" and just like didn't didn't refuse to explain. Just like that's my new greeting. And I liked the way you did the little like like yeah. chin lift Sup. thing. Yep. <laughs> this is how this is what the, the therapists mean. The therapists when the, they the say, yeah. you know, keep, the cabal. keep things fresh. This is this is a classic John Gottman move. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, are we sticking with this intro? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Oh, great. Okay. So this is our five hundredth episode. Yes. Everybody. Did you when we started the show, did you think we would make it to 500. Matthew, I'll be honest. Did you think we would make it to five? I wasn't sure we were going to get off the ground. I know, me neither. But you kept the faith, really. I did, like in a, in a Bon Jovi, keep the faith sort of way. That's a Bon Jovi album, I'm right? I'm not sure if that's a Bon Jovi album. <laughs> All right, we're pausing the show I'm while we look sure up. i that's, is that Billy Joel? Look is that it Billy, up. I, I don't, it doesn't sound like Billy Joel. It sounds, mm. Billy Joel is not upbeat. Right. He's always, he's uh, what about kinda... Uptown Girl? Uptown Girl. Like, I mean, I don't mean upbeat in terms oh of my God. tempo. Uptown Girl makes me like feel like dancing. Yeah, you're right. But but like most Billy Joel songs are about like how how like he's kind of a sad sack character. Yeah, right? sing us a song. You're the piano man. That's true. I am the piano man. All Wait right. a minute. Wait. I, we have to look up Keep the Faith. I know. I'm. Go- oh yeah. You're you're closer to a device. I feel like. Keep the Faith is like like a bon like a Bon Jovi album from like the nineties, like like they had kind of peaked in popularity, but their fans were still oh, keeping shit. the faith. Shit. Is it a Bon Jovi album? You're right. It's a it's at least a Bon Jovi song. 
Oh, there's also Michael Jackson, Keep the Faith. Keep the Faith is the fifth studio album by Bon Jovi, released in 1992. What what songs were on it? I'm going to say Keep the Faith. Well, that's the thing. Like Bed of Roses. Yes. Yeah. The, the the thing the thing about Bon Jovi is like they went through a period where they were like the biggest band in the world and uh you know they had uh Shot Through the Heart and You're to Blame. Um You Give Love. They, they gave Love a, a bad, bad name. name. Then then uh the New Jersey album came out and that was a huge hit too. And then after that they never had another album that was like the biggest thing in, ever, but they still have kajillions of fans. Well, it's just because and that, that John was... Bon Jovi has such a pretty face. Oh, my God. There was a Billy Joel song called Keeping the Faith. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. But anyway, John Bon Jovi. Let's look at pictures of John Bon Jovi. Yes. Uh, John, you know, but it's not just because bon, John Bon Jovi has a pretty face. It's also he has a great voice and <laughs> co-writes really good songs. No, all I can see is his beauty. All right. Although, God, I don't. I don't. I mean, he's a really good-looking man, but I prefer young John Bon Jovi. No, I'd take him either way. Who am I kidding? I mean, but I like. I'd hate to think that people only listen to this podcast because of my beautiful face. I mean, I what I love about the hair metal Amazing. era is how androgynous it was. Oh, incredible! Like you, you know that that, poison, that one Poison album where they're all wearing like lipstick and heavy makeup. It's fantastic. Oh my god! I know we've spent time on this show talking about Sebastian Bach from oh, Skid yes. Row, but talk about beautiful androgyny. Uh, yeah, do you remember yesterday? <laughs> Walking hand in That's hand. That's right. Okay, God, we are really. Let's get down to business. This episode was suggested months ago okay. by listener Dana, who I think even suggested it for the 500th episode, and we're just taking it and running with it. She suggested that we do a perfectly engineered food products episode, which is the topic of this episode. <laughs> we finally got there. Okay, so um, let's start on memory lane. I think I want to do something before memory lane. I think we need to try and define more clearly what a perfectly engineered food product is. Do you want to do that? Should we do that now or should we save it for later? No, no. Let's do it now. Let's I think do it now. Because like, I feel we like I have some new listeners that I have. And also, I don't think we've ever necessarily. I don't even know if we agree on it. This I agree. could be the, our breakup episode oh. because because we just can't come to an agreement about what constitutes a perfectly engineered food product. So okay, I, I'll begin. I believe that a first. A perfectly engineered. Wow, <laughs> All right, is, already blew it. Uh, so a key word here is engineered. Exactly. So this product cannot just like grow on trees or in the soil. Like a nectarine can be a perfect food. Yes. Okay. A perfect nectarine can be a perfect food, but it cannot be a perfectly engineered food product. Yeah. This is something that is that has gone through like the laboratory. Yeah. And to me, that means like, I would even go further with it because, like, I think you asked, like, whether, like, Tillamook cheddar can be a perfectly sure. engineered food product. And to me, it doesn't quite qualify because it has to seem like the kind of thing that, like, could only exist, like, in the in the late industrial age. Okay. So so I want to make another a further distinction. Yeah. Though I love to bake, I've never wanted to make a croissant. Or, okay, like, or yeah. like, I don't want to make puff pastry at home. And it's not because, and it's because they are so much better when made by somebody who knows how to do it sure. well. They're not a perfectly engineered food product, no. though, because you can make them at home. Right. Like, you cannot make M&Ms at home. No. And, like, there are books, like, you know, like, recreate your favorite yeah. name brand products at home, but they're not going to be remotely the same. 
Correct. Like it might be a fun project, but you're not going to make M&Ms. And even if you could, it would probably cost you like $50 to make a pack of M&Ms. But but people are doing it as are, we speak. Are people yes. making, little, making people, M&Ms? No, but people are making like, you know, homemade Snickers bars. Homemade Twinkies was a thing for a while. Homemade right? candy corn. A lot of people like yes. to do, I mean, maybe not a lot of people. But I mean, I think you just take regular corn and like put some corn syrup on it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so okay. It's, All right, so I think I think actually we do agree, and okay. we don't have to break up. So I like this definition about like that you you actually can't make it at home because I I was initially thinking maybe cheese could be a perfectly engineered food product, but no, it, it doesn't truly have engineering. Yeah, I think I think that's the distinction. Like you kind of you, you kind of know it when you see you it. need machines. You need machines. Okay, like and we've got an array of products here on the table that like are. Absolutely unrecreatable. Machine-made products. Machine-made products. Okay. So, Matthew, did we have any perfectly engineered food products as children? Like, if the term had existed for us then, what would have been a perfectly engineered food product in your childhood? Okay. So, for me, one of these I'm stealing from you, because it was also one for me, SpaghettiOs, and particularly SpaghettiOs with mini meatballs. (gasps) The meatballs were the best. So good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Michelina's frozen pasta entrees. Yes. Those came along, like, like, maybe when I was a teenager, I think, but I loved them. And, like, they were completely unlike any pasta you would make at home, certainly. My friend Jennifer, uh, she, her family always had Michelinas in the freezer. And she, good incidentally, family. was... That is the sign of a good, solid family, Dr. John Gottman would say. <laughs> also, she, uh, her mom like allowed her to buy sugary cereals like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And so her house was also where I had Cinnamon Toast Crunch for the first time, which may be a perfectly engineered food I, I realized, like, I didn't buy this for the episode. I, I just put cereal on the shopping list and wife of the show, Lori, came home with giant size <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Well, we know what wife of the show Lori's into. Yeah. Starlight Mints and, and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I'm not sure if she's eaten any of it. I think I'm, I think this the responsibility for draining this 27-ounce box of Cinnamon <laughs> Toast Crunch is largely falling to me. Oh, okay. All right, but go on. More more products from childhood. Oreos for sure. Mm. Uh, original Fritos. Mm. And also chili cheese Fritos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as those came out, those those became a favorite of I've mine. I've never had chili cheese Fritos. Oh, they're really good. Okay. Um, And like... Those those are like there's I'm sure like you know the arch the time of our childhood was like a big era for perfectly engineered food products I think well I think some of it <laughs> depends it depends like you know who your parents were well also so we lived in sort of the the golden age I think like the the explosion of sugar cereals. Was, yes, there were a lot of explosions. Well, like they, they learned how to explode uh, uh, rice and wheat and make honey smacks. Oh I don't know. God. But also there was like aspartame and NutraSweet and, and all that true. stuff that came out in our childhood. So like e- like there was a bit too much engineering in our childhood. Yeah. That's that's kind of a thing about a perfectly engineered food product is like a lot of the engineering has gone into like making it addictive kind of mm-hmm. like like, you know, you eat a couple of Cool Ranch Doritos and you're like, OK, I'm done. Wait, I'm not mm-hmm. like that. That is like to me a key function of a of a perfectly engineered food product. It's craveable. It's craveable. OK. Uh, as and I'm, opposed, not, I'm not like putting a value judgment on this as opposed to engineering for the sake of like like making fake sugars or right. reducing calories or whatever. Like yeah, this to, is made to taste delicious. Right. 
in a way that gets your like biochemistry going. My biochemistry, <laughs> like yeah, just looking at these bags and boxes and cans, my biochemistry is going. Okay. Like a lot of times, my biochemistry <laughs> just shuts down for a while, and people <laughs> people wonder if I'm in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> and it's no, I just haven't had like an M M&M and M in, in too long. Okay, can I talk about the perfectly engineered food products yes, of my please. childhood? So you already stole my spaghettios. I know you. I, you've been wondering lot. for decades who stole your spaghettios, and now the truth comes out. Well, and I want to say that like spaghettios. I think we tasted them for for yeah, an episode right. here, and they have not held up. But I put them no. on the list anyway because they were a perfectly engineered food product of my childhood. Oh, I loved spaghetti oh when God, I was a they kid. They were fantastic. No, and like on into like early adulthood, I would still buy them. Sometimes I just I don't enjoy. I can't enjoy them the way I used to. And yeah. it's not because I don't like junk food. Like they just don't do it for me the same way anymore. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's something missing. Like I wonder if I sprinkled them with MSG. Maybe. Or uh, maybe you sprinkled them with a little freshly grated Parmigiano Reggiano. Just try that. (laughs) Okay. I think that I'm also going to say that Lucky Charms were a perfectly engineered food product of my childhood. And also Frosted Flakes. But Frosted Flakes do go soggy too fast. Yeah. But that first six bites of a bowl of Frosted Flakes, it's hard to improve upon that. Yeah. And you know, I would put Kellogg's Corn Flakes up there too. Kellogg's cornflakes, I think, eaten dry are it's pretty so fantastic. Good. Yeah. Okay, wait. I just thought of another one, and now I'm I'm forgetting. Okay, cherry Coke. Absolutely. The, like when yes. cherry Coke first came out, the world that, was a new place. I remember it so well. Yeah. Yes, that was incredible. Okay, wait. Is there anything else that I'm not thinking of? Yeah, because like your kid, especially like a kid like me, where like my parents didn't want me to drink Coke because it had caffeine. Oh my so, god! And then you get cherry. And Coke? then and then like later, like I did get to have Coke, and I'm like this is the greatest. And then like they made it even better. Yes. Uh, anything else? From from childhood, from I'm sure childhood. we'll keep thinking of more. I think ruffles, like like sour cream and cheddar ruffles. Mm-mm, not for me when I was a kid. I would only eat plain chips. Oh, okay, wow. I was so fun. Except that's I like, would have I would have nacho Doritos. Okay, that that's like me with my condiments. Yeah, I think a hot dog is a pretty perfectly engineered sure. food product. Like a like a classic Oscar Mayer wiener. You know, I haven't had a classic Oscar Mayer wiener in a while, but pretty much like any like beef or beef and pork. Yeah. Like, hot dog. Like these days I'll go for a fancy-ish hot dog, like a like a boar's head, all beef frank or, or like a Hebrew national. I like those best. But when I was a kid, I think it probably would have been like Meyer. a ballpark frank or Oscar Mayer. Oh, I had Oscar Mayer yeah. as a kid. Okay, wait, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Did you ever we're... wish you were an Oscar Mayer wiener? Uh, uh, then everyone would be in love with me. Did you ever wish you could drive the Oscar Mayer wiener mobile? No, I have I mentioned this on the show before that uh, one, uh, like a couple years ago, we were having like a family dinner. It might have been like like one of my parents' birthdays or something. And uh, my brother Jake and I like r- basically ruined dinner by like screaming, screaming uh, excitedly and laughing hysterically because we came up with the idea of like a Fast and Furious movie spinoff where everyone was driving an Oscar Mayer wiener mobile. And uh, and the movie would be called Kill Bossa. <laughs> <laughs> I really want. I'm in picturing right now. So, mom of the show Judy Amster, uh-huh. dad of the show Richard Amster, you Matthew, and then your brothers. Yeah, I'm picturing like the five of you around. Like uh, I'm picturing you around like a, a circular like a round table, like a King Arthur. Well, round no, table. like like you guys have gone out for like dim sum in in Vancouver or sure. something around like a round table, and I'm just trying to imagine 
like the combination of like sarcasm, awkwardness, silence, um, annoyance that goes on around this table. Um, I mean, I don't think silence is really a feature of a family of a hamster family dinner. No, I, I can't picture it. Oh, not at all. No. Are there moments of are, are there moments when like Judy just stares at you guys like disapprovingly? And no, no? she's so used to it. Oh, OK. I mean, maybe the, we might have gone too down. far this time. But like, yeah. I mean, I think she's just happy that we're not punching each other <laughs> like we used to <laughs> yeah. when we were kids. Yeah. OK. And it's probably seemed like that phase would never end. Mm-hmm. OK. All right. So to go to, to continue on with with, you know, reveling in the past. Let's revel. What would like a like the first perfectly engineered food product in history have been? So I had two ideas. One is Underwood deviled ham. I don't know what this is. OK, so it's like a ham paste. <laughs> It comes in a can, and so it's nothing like a ham you would cure at home. And the th- and the thing is, it came out in like the eighteen twenties, eighteen thirties, and is is Do you just like spread it on you, bread. Yeah, you spread it on bread or on a, on a cracker. So it's sort of like a uh, uh, what's that? Induya. Yeah. <laughs> only only not at all artisan. Okay. Um and. I think it is known for being like the first brand name food, but also like I, I read a little bit about the Underwood company, uh, not the typewriter company, totally separate. And they were like pioneers in food science and invented all sorts of uh, like machinery and procedures that uh, that like made industrial food p- possible. Um, wow, and so, give it up for the Underwoods. Give it up for the Underwoods, like especially carry the uh, the um, heir to the Underwood deviled ham fortune. What about Blair Underwood? What about Blair Underwood? What Blair Underwood is an actor? Yeah, right? so handsome. Yes, yes. I, I, as soon as you said that, I was like, okay, handsome actor, but I couldn't tell you what he's been in. Mm, he's been in so many things, and yet I can't think of any okay. of them. Like, hey, all you Blair Underwood fans, reach out and let us know. Yeah, all you Underwoodies, Underwood heads. <laughs> the other idea I had was was uh, we already talked about this a little bit, but like something something from the Kellogg family. I, I saw again, I saw that movie, but sort of forgot it. But like you know, they were in Battle Creek, Michigan, and they were like making foods to prevent masturbation, and um, and it was very successful, and we conquered the scourge of masturbation. Um, and uh, but but like the stuck a lot of the the cereals they were making seem seem like early perfectly engineered food products to me. Right? Oh my god, I just thought of another perfectly engineered. Your food product of my childhood. I knew, I knew we would keep coming up with them. Oh my god, Cracklin Oat Brand. Cracklin fucking Oat Brand. Right? Yes. Yes. But it doesn't oh taste my the god. same now. I no. don't know. I don't know if it's changed. I or think if they, I've like, changed. they took the trans fats out of it oh or something, and it's not it as. It was. That was an incredible cereal. Oh my god, it was so with really cold like whole milk. On yes, it. it was yes. so hard, but like it it, so it's, hard. but like in a good way. Yes. All right. I think. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. And it's like, it's better. It's kind of better because we can't ever get it back. Yeah. Right? I don't want to buy a box of Cracklin O'Brien and I'm just going to be disappointed. Yeah. Okay. So Matthew, let's get into today's perfectly engineered food products. I believe that um, some of our listeners on Reddit have compiled a thread of, of perfectly engineered food products yeah, that like we've mentioned. to the top of the Reddit. And the, the thread is archived, so you can't add to it anymore because I was going to like jump in and uh, and suggest a few, but I couldn't. But uh, we, we went over that and like and like used that to help generate a 
list. And then I went to Walgreens and Safeway and bought a few things, although had trouble finding the things he requested. Okay. But I got I got original crunchy Cheez-Its. Che- Cheetos, not Cheez-Its. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. White cheddar Cheez-Its. White Do you cheddar think those Cheez-Its. are perfect? I, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So I bet with white cheddar Cheez-Its, they literally like experimented with like how much the powder should stick to your fingers for optimum craveability. This is something I think about with um, like original Cheetos, which are now labeled crunchy Cheetos as opposed to like the puffs. Um, The way that the cheese sticks to my fingers and then I have to kind of like lick and sort of scrape it off with my teeth. And then I'm like, there's only one way to get rid of this nasty feeling on my fingers. And that's to eat, eat more, more Cheetos. Cheetos. Yes. Okay, so Matthew, let's get into um, to some of our favorites today. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we're, we're not doing this in any sort of like rigorous way, right? No, it's we're just, just enjoying ourselves. And we're not even necessarily cheese plating. It's just we like assembled just, a few we're just celebrating. of our favorites. Yeah, we're celebrating 500 episodes, 500 perfect nights together. That's not right. Um <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think would win in a fight between Chester Cheetah and uh, Tony the Tiger? Oh, oh my God. I have to tell you, last night we had some friends over to like have kind of a barbecue in our driveway. Oh my God. Alice, our dog Alice, we usually let her go outside when we're out there without a leash on. She's very good. Mm-hmm. She, But she always goes across the street to pee on this like strip of grass. It's not on our neighbor's yard. That's, that's the pee zone. It's the pee zone. But anyway, <laughs> call back to the calzone <laughs> episode. Anyway, but last night... Alice comes trotting out of the house, goes across the street to pee. She's squatting down. Our daughter's friend, Elizabeth, sees Alice out of the corner of her eye and goes, oh, my God, a cheetah. (laughs) Our dog, for the record, looks Looks nothing like a cheetah. Less like a cheetah than possibly any other animal. But what it was, it turned out out that Elizabeth thought that Alice was a coyote, but she forgot the oh. word coyote. Because we do have coyotes in our okay. neighborhood. Oh, that is so great. Right? That, is, that is an awesome like kid malapropism. Also, we saw a deer on our street the other day. Wow. And we live in Seattle. That I think doesn't it was just like seem waiting for an Uber. right. It was waiting for an Uber. It was like, I meant to be like 45 minutes east of here or west of here on an island. But, I mean, do you think, do you think this is like a, a omen? Of some kind? I just finished reading a book called A Children's Bible by Lydia Millet. Okay. Have you heard of it? No. It's, but I bet it's not a children's Bible. It's not a children's Bible. Um, but it, I judge a book by its cover, personally. It, 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 it's engaged with climate change. Okay. It's a novel. And it's sort of like weird, apocalyptic. Anyway, but I, I can't help thinking that this deer was like a sign of like the world gone horribly awry. That there was a deer on my street. In yeah, like, possibly. Yeah. We, we have like a, a major outbreak of rabbits in our neighborhood. Matthew, did I tell you that I opened our yard waste bin to put the kitchen compost in there a week ago Tuesday okay. and there were live baby rabbits <gasps> in our yard waste bin? What did you do? Oh my God, Matthew. It was a whole saga. It was so stressful. Maybe we shouldn't they, get into it. Let's not get into it. This is a comedy show. But anyway, I think that I I didn't, I've now learned a lot. But Matthew, if you're doing any like um, mowing or like uh, digging up of plants 
in like June, let's say, you need to be super careful because that's when baby bunnies are being born and the moms tend to make like nests in. Wow, no, I didn't know this. Yeah, in like tall grasses and, and sort of plants that have a lot of cover. And I had been doing some gardening and dug up a couple of like big, you know, sort of um, the kind of grasses that like wave in, in the wind, you know, ornamental grasses. Sure. And, and, yeah. Ornamental grasses. I'm with you. I think I dug up these nests and didn't know it and dumped them in the yard waste. And then there were baby bunnies in our yard waste. And we had to figure out what to do with them. Because if there's one thing you never do, it is disturb a nest of wild rabbits because they almost never make it. Well, I, I mean, I appreciate the story because I thought like by by age 45, like I had an exhaustive list of reasons that I never want to do yard work. But now I have a new one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I, I appreciate that. I was just going to say, uh, actually, I have two stories like like these are happy stories ish about neighborhood animals. I mean, one's really a story about me and one's a story about a squirrel. Have you had any like animal funerals? No, I mean... For, like, wild animals that die around your home. <laughs> what? We have, like, a little pet cemetery on okay. the side of our yard where we have... But not for pets. No, no, they're for wild animals that, like, if a bird, like, dies on our deck or, let's okay. say, no, a that baby makes sense. bunny dies while attempting to find its nest again... I'm not even going to go into this story, but I we're really we're really good at giving funerals complete with like uh, beds of flowers to wild animals. Okay, no, I don't think I've ever had an animal funeral. Are uh, you serious? Not even like a goldfish as a child? No, I don't think so. Yeah, have you not like dug a hole and buried a cat? <laughs> I've never dug a hole and buried a cat. Have like, you ever flushed a goldfish down the toilet at least? Yeah, but I think like maybe my parents did it, and I and I just didn't want to think about it. What kind of human are you? I like the the kind who's who's like afraid to get in touch with his feelings, like a regular oh. kind. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, well, it, whereas at my house we build beds of flowers and but, weep over our wild animals. But the thing is, we only have one animal at our house. I mean, we have like spiders and and marmorated stink bugs and stuff. But we we've never had like a spider funeral. <laughs> I and definitely I'm, wouldn't have I'm a marmorated stink bug at, funeral. I'm pretty good at like taking a bug and and taking it outside. I uh, yeah, I do um, that too. Like I, I don't I don't get. Spiders, spiders, sickness. <laughs> what is happening to you right now? Anyway, um, oh my God, how did I get talking I was, about the trauma I, I was, of the rabbits I was in the yard waste I don't bin? know, on our 500th episode, there was supposed to be like a celebration <laughs> of like the beauty of, of industrial food and podcasting. I'm talking about climate change and animals where they're not supposed I'm to gonna, be. I'm going to try and fix this. By, well, first of all, I was looking for the word arachnophobia. There and what I go. came up with was spider, spider sickness. sickness. <laughs> wow, that sounds bad. Okay, let's. Um, okay. I, but okay, so two things about animals in my neighborhood. This this episode needs to stay uh, like Content strictly warning. on topic. No, no. The other day we were walking through Volunteer Park and I saw a squirrel jump into a garbage can, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is a garbage can that has like the flap." And like, is that squirrel going to be able to get out of that garbage can? And I started to like worry about this squirrel, and like. Four seconds later, the squirrel like comes like bombing back out of the garbage can and lands on on like the lip of the garbage can, just staring at me. And I was like, "Wow, I just like I got served by a squirrel." Uh, did I tell you that two weeks ago we were on Whidbey Island for a night with our friend Sarah to celebrate her birthday, and um, we were staying like at this Airbnb where this 
couple, basically, they're major bird watchers, the people who own this place. Oh, God, this sounds terrible. And anyway, we saw a great horned owl. Okay, no, that sounds great. Then, so we like sat in the grass for like an hour one morning watching this great horned owl, and then it swooped down and <gasps> caught a squirrel not even 20 feet from us. That is so cool. It was devastating. That is awesome. (laughs) Anyway, so I have a lot of wild animal encounters, more than I really want. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' cold coffee can be brewed in your Keurig coffee maker and enjoyed at home? Dunkin's cold K-cup pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. And of course, They're packed with the Dunkin' flavor you crave. Brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. It makes sense, given the way that we've defined perfectly engineered food products, that most of them are snack foods, right? So So in front of us, we have crunchy Cheetos. We have M&M, three kinds of M&Ms. We have Reese's Peanut Butter Cups Original. We have Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and we have Pringles Sour Cream and Onion. Open the Pringles Sour Cream and Onion. So you say that we said on some episode— I think Reddit said that we said. Oh, Let's see. I don't know if it was specifically sour cream and onion. I got these because I like this flavor. Do we stand? Do we stand by it? I do. Give me a minute. Mm-hmm. God, the crunch of Pringles is so weird. It is weird. Yeah, when I was a kid, we never had Pringles in the house because my mom didn't like them. Moms, man. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I think these are good. I'm not feeling blown away today. Okay. The Cheetos, though. The Cheetos are incredibly perfect. The Cheetos, are uh, they are amazing. And Chester Cheetah, he's much sexier than Tony Tiger. He is. Tony the Tiger is sort of sort of like one of these like sexless action movie heroes. Yeah. And Chester Cheetah is more like, if Chester mm. Cheetah were to be portrayed by an actor, who, who do we think could portray Chester Cheetah? Snoop Dogg. I think you're, yeah, I guess this has probably been noted before that. Chester Cheetah and Snoop Dogg have the same vibe. And that is a real compliment. Yeah. For both of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the perfect answer. Okay, cool. All right. What else do we have, Matthew? Uh, Should we move on? Wait, let's try the cinnamon toast crunch, then we'll move on to candy. Now, uh, it's possible this is starting to get stale because I opened it like a week ago. Oh, dear. Oh, man. Oh, God. These are not stale. These are so well engineered. Oh, yeah. These are not going to go stale. Like, I hope not because I need ever. to eat it for breakfast for like nine more days. Okay. So, Matthew, while we're talking about this, Ken, I know we talked about Cherry Coke. Yeah. Are there other beverages that we think are perfectly engineered food products? I think on the uh, pumpkin spice latte episode, we said a pumpkin spice latte was a perfectly engineered food product. Did we have one last fall? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> last fall. Oh, we weren't vaccinated last fall, so maybe we weren't hanging out. That's right. They only serve them to fully vaccinated people. That would be a good incentive. I, I think I did not have one last year, but I will, I will have one this year. I mean, it seems like everything is getting earlier and earlier. 
Oh, right. Like they're putting out the, the Halloween stuff right now in July. <laughs> yeah. When do we think the PSL will be available? Do we think that it- July 24th? That's this episode guess. is coming out July 29th. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. July 30th. Okay. I'm going to put my money on September 9th. Okay. You want to make it interesting? What are, what are the rules? Like, is it is it like Price is Right rules? Like, closest without going over? I don't know. Because if it's closest without going over, I'm going to say January 1st. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, too. And, like, the PSL was, like, a surprise because I didn't think – I don't think either of us thought we were going to like it. I expected to be, like, scornful and superior about it. Right. And we were – it turns out we were joyful and inferior. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, What else? I think that – I think there's a good case for Coke. I mean, that is – you can't you can't improve oh, yeah, yeah. I mean with the exception of cherry coke. Yeah, the only you can't thing improve upon coke. Right. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to pause it as a perfectly engineered food product and uh we can discuss is ocean spray cranberry juice cocktail. That stuff is pretty incredible. It's incredible and it's not cranberry juice. It is highly engineered. It's not so it's I mean not- I mean it contains cranberry juice, but like, you know, you I don't I don't think you could say like I mean, I guess Minute Maid orange juice is pretty engineered also. But, like, you know, I think you you couldn't make Ocean Spray cranberry juice cocktail at home, right? No. I mean, just by... By juicing cranberries and adding water and sugar. I don't think it would come out the same. I think they have really, like, let the flavor scientists loose on that. And it is fantastic. It is really good. Are you are you going to make yourself a Cosmo now? I'm going to make a co- myself a Cosmo now. Is that just, like, cranberry vodka and lime? Mm, who knows? No way of finding out. Nope. <laughs> okay. When was the last time you watched an episode of Sex in the City? Oh, I watched Sex in the City like it was my job. Oh, me too. In the summer of 2004. I had just broken up with my boyfriend of three years. I felt liberated. So mm-hmm. what I did was sit in my apartment and watch Sex in the City that sounds kind endlessly. Of I think I watched it earlier than that. When did it come out? Like end of the 90s? I think so. It, okay. I was quite late. I was watching it on DVD. I think I was I was also watching it on DVD, but it was like uh it, it was still on, but like like a couple seasons had aired. Did you see any of the movies? No. I did. Okay. I in, heard I heard in, they were very in theaters. bad. Yeah. It was I mean, if I could get that money back now, uh-huh. think of the things I could do with it. <laughs> But did you did you go to like the theater with like the reclining seats and the cocktails and stuff? No, but that would you have just, been the way to do that, it. Like I would drink a Cosmo. Back. You got to drink okay. your Cosmo. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, if a glass of wine in one of those theaters costs like eighteen dollars, uh-huh. what would cranberry juice, vodka, and whatever else is in a Cosmo <laughs> cost? I don't know, like twenty six dollars, and, and we would worth all pay every it. penny. Yes, we would all pay it. I mean, what? Yeah, what would? Are you? Wait, did we already talk about like which? Uh, which Sex in the City character we are? No. We should, right? Yeah. It's about time. 500 episodes in, people deserve to know the truth. Okay. I've always felt that, in truth, I was Miranda. Okay. <laughs> but I want to be Carrie, even though I know everybody fucking hates Carrie because she's, like, all self-centered. I mean, I hate her, too. But I want to be some version that's not just straight Miranda. And I don't want to be Charlotte. And Samantha's great, but I don't want to be Samantha. Okay. I I, yeah, I think I'm a Charlotte. You're Charlotte? Yeah. Because like, like, you're kind of like naive and excited? Like, 
I don't know if I'm as naive as Charlotte, but uh, but like I'm boring in the same way, I think. And like, you know, I'm like really big on like the right way to do things. That's true. Would you get with Kyle McLaughlin? Sure. Yeah. Kyle McLaughlin is great. Okay. Yeah. I think, I mean, do you agree? I think I'm Miranda. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's kind of unfortunate. No, I don't think so. But Steve is so great. Steve is wonderful. Steve is yeah. so great. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd get with Steve. Sign yeah. me up. I know, I know, like, of people who are, like, re-watching the show now, I imagine it hasn't aged very well, oh, but maybe no. maybe in sort of an interesting way. No, I think you. I think it's probably not something to re-watch. Although, uh, who am I kidding? Like, shows like Love Island exist, and, Love, and, uh, yeah. and we can tolerate that. I mean, Sex and the City at least has a storyline to it. That's true. I've, I've never watched a Love Island, should I? Oh, my spouse has watched, like, all 850 episodes okay. of Love Island. It sounds funny. You know, um... They now is Love Island because because there's like a, a like a rash of shows and I and I uh, pun intended like uh, where like we we put all these sexy people on this island and they're not allowed to fuck is that Love Island? Oh, or that's no? not Love Island. Okay. No, Love Island is this weird contrived thing where like, it's like too hot to handle. Is that something? I have no okay. idea. But in this one, they have to in the first episode they have to choose their first like you know boyfriend or girlfriend you know of of the of the show okay that sounds good and then in order to break up they have to like i don't think you can be single on the show okay i who, think who you would want to yeah you have to choose someone there to partner up with all right but the thing that really fucks me up about love island i've only watched like three episodes it Is was, it's actually a peninsula it was much better than i thought it was gonna okay. be I mean, it's terrible, uh-huh. but it's better than I thought it was going to be. They all sleep in the same room. It's like a room with like eight queen size beds in it. I Okay, I have heard about this. And that I is just, so weird. Isn't that so weird? I just feel like at least give them separate bedrooms so things can get really spicy. Why yeah, Why do they do that? Is it because they I, don't have much of a budget I after think it's they because, bought this island? I think it's because we're talking about it. I okay, mean, look you're at right, this. You're this right. has had its intended well, yeah, effect. Yeah, it's because someone in the writer's room was like, what if we put all their beds in the same room? They were like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I recommend Love Island. Okay, I think I'll, I think I have to watch them. Yeah, I've, try I've seen it. like it's, clips. Of it, it is horrible, and also somehow it feels like eating a bag of, of Cheetos. Yeah. it's like it's delightful. It doesn't leave you feeling bad. Like, did I tell you that Ash and I attempted to watch? A reality show based on the L word. It was called like the real L word. I heard I, you may have mentioned this, and it was it, so bad that by the end of it, we were having an was argument it, was it because like, it was so stressful. Was it like a like a real world type of type of setup? No, it just follows like four lesbians or six lesbians or something in Los Angeles. Okay, and they're not living together. It's just like following them, and they're all making. Either they're making terrible decisions that are depressing or they're horrible. Yeah. And anyway, by the end of it, we were arguing. This was by the end of the first episode. And we were like, we right, never right, watch right. this show again. This is terrible. I saw on the Reddit that somebody somebody claims that we said Smucker's grape jelly was a perfectly engineered food product. I'm willing to believe it. Okay. I mean, I love like Concord grape flavor. Like, actually, just yesterday, my mom was going to the grocery store and was like, do you need anything? And I was like, would you pick up some popsicles for June? And mom came back with one box of pineapple popsicles and one box of grape popsicles. And you better believe I am 
pumped to eat those grape popsicles. Yeah, I think of like that grape flavor as something that I'm not really fond of. But when you, <gasps> yeah, but like, and I don't really go for the grape jelly. But the grape popsicle sounds really good. Think about, okay, did you ever have like grape flavored uh, bubblicious bubblegum? Oh, yeah, for okay, sure. Okay, so like the first half dozen chews of that, when the grape flavor is like exploding you in your mouth, like before the flavor all goes away and turns to garbage, it's so good. There's nothing that makes me salivate more. I'm salivating just at the thought of grape bubblicious. Yeah, I, you know, I know what you mean. And like they put like, I know citric acid or something in there, even like a non-sour one, just like to make you like salivate a little more when you Mm -hmm. start. Yeah, it's great. Like any kind of of commercial bubble gum could easily fall into the perfectly engineered food product category, right? Like a watermelon bubblicious. Oh my God. Well, yes, but that's the same thing. I mean, these are very well engineered. Oh yeah. No, no. Like I can, I haven't had a watermelon bubblicious probably in several years, but I, you know, I can... In my, my mind's tongue can taste it and what, the texture. What I don't understand is why they can't engineer the flavor to be good longer. I'm sure they've worked on it, and like I think it's hard. Like they huh. need like like they need delayed time release, like twelve hour bubble gum. Like um, what do you what do they call it in like the pharmaceutical industry? I, that's the word I was trying to think of. Like extended release. Yeah, there we go. Extended release bubble I, gum, I and everybody's going to be release. addicted. Yeah, it's going to be bad. But um, like of all the things to be addicted to, like like bubble gum doesn't seem too bad. We'd all have like we'd all be hitting up the jaw surgeon after a we while. We would be hitting up that jaw surgeon. <laughs> like it would be a really good time to be a jaw surgeon. <laughs> okay, wait. I had a brainstorm last night. Yeah, I think that Bush's baked beans, like in a can, the original ones, not the vegetarian ones. Although I I can't say I've tasted them side by side, but I think Bush's baked beans are a perfectly engineered food product. Okay, make the case because I feel like I could make baked beans at home that wouldn't be the same. They're not going to but... be the same. Come on now, okay. don't don't, right. don't argue with the engineering man. All right, but it, just imagine it for what it is. I mean, it's fine if you like the home version better, right? Like you could make your own Cheez-Its, okay? That yeah, would be delicious, right. but they're not going right. to replace your white cheddar. Yeah, Cheez-Its. I made some homemade crackers the other day that were quite tasty. Yeah. So, so you don't have to agree with me, but no, I, I love I'm coming Bush's around. I'm, I, I'm coming around to your to your take. I mean, they need nothing else. They are yeah, no, so I, balanced. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I'm not arguing about whether they're great, but are they a PEFP? Yes. And I, I, okay, I think I feel so. Like, I just twisted your arm a bit here. You did, but like that's how we do things here on Love Island. Okay. <laughs> like. Do they have to like? Do people on Love Island have to say what they're into? Because like in the clip that I that I saw recently, someone uh, like was introducing himself and said, "And I like sucking toes." And I'm like, "That's <gasps> that's upfront." Um, like, I mean, that's not where the toe is. I guess it's sort of up front. Of I've foot. only watched three episodes, okay. so I don't want to go out on on a limb here and make big statements. You're going to have to ask my spouse. Okay, they're the expert. All right. Okay, I will text them. <laughs> <laughs> what about like other things like difficult to label products? Like I think that ranch powder. So we've talked about Cool Ranch Doritos being a perfectly yes. engineered food product. But I think ranch powder, like Hidden Valley Ranch powder in a packet is a pretty amazing product because you mix that with sour cream, which to me is a revolting concoction. I mean, sour cream being the concoction. Okay. Remember yeah. when we did a sour cream episode and we it was nearly died? Yeah. So I think sour cream is a revolting product. I do like product. sour cream in things. I think sour cream is a revolting product, but you take Hidden Valley Ranch powder and mix it with a pint of sour cream, and it is possibly the most addictive substance anywhere. Yeah, I still don't like a creamy dip, but I, I recognize the greatness. 
And okay. I like almost anything with ranch powder that's not a creamy dip. Why don't people do things like dry rub meats with oh. with ranch powder? I think would I you think lose maybe, it in the heat? Would you lose the ranch in the heat? I think maybe you would. I don't know. They definitely don't sprinkle it on the chips before they fry them, right? <laughs> no. But it seems it does seem like a good idea. It does. I mean, the the buttermilk flavor we already know that's great. At least with like chicken. What What about like a fried chicken with ranch powder? Is that that must be something people do? Oh, I'm right? sure that's a thing people do, right? I mean, okay. For instance, I feel like there's been you know a trend lately with togarashi, like Japanese yes. like spice. I, I powder. feel like we were we were kind of on top of that trend. God, that's the only the one only ever. The only time ever, yes. But anyway. Well, I mean, we're jumping on the Sex and the City train. Oh, yeah. Okay, hold on. So what if you took uh, fried chicken and dusted it with ranch powder the way that people are often like dusting it with togarashi these days? I think I think someone is doing this. Okay. Now, is, is like the Hidden Valley Ranch packet, is that the same as ranch powder or is that different? That's what I mean. Okay. That's what I mean. I, I, I just wasn't sure because I don't think I've ever, ever bought it before. Mm, I've only bought it for making dips. Okay. Yeah. What about- Wait, as opposed to what? <laughs> Well, people Isn't also, that what it's for? No, people also oh, make it dressing. to make salad right, right. dressing. Okay. Yeah, I forgot that ranch started as ranch dressing and not ranch dip. Yeah. I'll be over here just like <laughs> knowing things about food. All right, Matthew, what else do we have to do here? Uh, fast food. Fast food. If, is fast food, can, can it be a perfectly engineered food Yes, product? I think this opens up a pretty big worm can. Because, like, I think, like, like the original... <laughs> I love that you said worm can. Nobody ever <laughs> says worm can. Um, well, this guy does. Um... <laughs> Like people say, worm bin. <laughs> That's different. Like I mean, because I think like a like an egg McMuffin is a perfectly engineered food product, right? I've and never had one. They're very tasty. Like McDonald's fries, right? I don't think I think McDonald's fries are okay. No, I think they're very good. They're better than Wendy's. Okay. That's um, fine. Um, I think I, I'm not a Big Mac fan myself, but I, I think a lot of people would say a Big what Mac. What about a Frosty? Yes, there we go. Yeah, I've yeah, had a lot of Frosties I make, I make like milkshakes and malts all the time at home. They're nothing like a Frosty. I, no. I don't have like the polymers and uh, yeah. surfactants required to make a Frosty. And if I did, I would I would use them to moisturize my, my skin. I think that good soft serve... Yeah, is a perfectly engineered food product. There is a place doing like fancy soft serve in Seattle now. Uh, a Homer, what's that? Is it Homer this, or Milk no, Drunk? I don't think it's either of those. Apparently, we're in the middle of a soft serve renaissance. Homer and Homer and Milk Drunk are, are owned by some lovely people, but the the taste the the flavors of their soft serve are often a little f- too fancy for me. I want just like chocolate and vanilla. Okay, because that's what they had at this place, which was a pop up at the uh, pastry project in Pioneer Square. But I think I think the ice cream did have a name, but I don't remember what it was. But anyway, it was like they really got the texture right, mm. and the the uh, toppings were like just a little bit fancy, and okay. it was so good. Yeah, I think but I agree. Like I think Dairy Queen vanilla soft serve absolutely perfectly engineered. I'm thinking of like. Um, have you ever been to like the Jersey Shore or the Delaware Shore? No. Well, so like, you know, on the boardwalk. It's weird there, because I was featured on the show Jersey Shore, but I've never <laughs> been there. I have only been to the like the the beaches in Delaware, the Delaware Shore. Have you ever been to Love Island? <laughs> but anyway, Core Brothers, uh, which is like a frozen custard place, it's like fine. Okay. But they you can get it like dipped in chocolate, yes. you know that weird like magic shell chocolate. Oh yeah. Uh oh my god, it's so good. I don't even care that 
you can get better frozen custard or oh, whatever. Sure. Oh my God, it's perfect. No, because it's at the shore. It's right? at the shore. You can feel the salt on your skin. I, yeah. It's, you take you take a bite of ice cream, then you lick your skin for yes, a little salt chaser. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, lick someone else's skin consensually. Oh, it's so fun at the Delaware yeah. shore. Okay. Have you like come up with any new like personal perfectly engineered food products in the past year, our, our pandemic year. Yes. And uh, there was one that came to mind in particular. And what happened was this was like a product that I bought maybe once because I was curious about it and then forgot about it. And it was and it was okay. And I forgot about it. And then when Wife of the Show, Lori, started kind of taking over the grocery shopping because she would do the, the QFC order for curbside pickup, uh, she started throwing these in thinking this is something that Matthew likes for breakfast. And uh, and like I came around to them really quickly and started eating this for breakfast every day for a while, which is Chobani Flip Yogurts. And in particular, the and chocolate- And these are like dessert. They are dessert. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, not, I'm the kind of person who has no no problem having dessert for breakfast. So, there's, so the particular ones I like are the chocolate haze craze and the key lime pie. Again, they're they're like nothing like anything you would make at home. It's uh, it's like a sweet yogurt and then like a little cup of of crunchy stuff to like tip in and stir in. Perfect. And uh, yeah, it's totally engineered and totally good. Do you have any? So uh, during the pandemic, I think my appreciation for jalapeno chips, specifically jalapeno kettle I chips, I remember this. Yes, has has gone like through the roof. In fact, I think I almost burned myself out on them a bit. Yeah, I, I did like get to a point where I'm like, I don't need any more flip yogurts for a while. But there's some in the fridge now. No, we have we have jalapeno okay, kettle yeah, chips. Yeah. Um, anyway, jalapeno kettle chips, I think, really took off for me in the past year, year and a half. I think that I, I, I have really enjoyed ice cream sandwiches in the past year. Like yeah. the classic ones, it's like rec- they're rectangular, the kind of like soft chocolate cookie. Oh, yes. I with know like the mean. little like like it's been docked. It's been docked. Yes. Oh, yeah. Those are so good. So good. Yeah. Even when they're not very good. No, no. I think I think like the best like like we've gotten like the Klondike version, which is, is like uncanny valley of sandwiches for me because like I really want like the super squishy store brand yeah. one yeah. or an actual Klondike bar. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I really like um, I mean, I think the store brand ones are fine. I also really like when I'm when I'm, when I'm really feeling like shelling out getting the Alden's brand okay. vanilla sandwich. Um, they're really, really good. Okay. I will. I don't know if I've had that. I'll get them. I like, I like like Alden's yogurt. I mean, excuse me. I like Alden's ice cream. Yeah. So makes sense. Okay, Matthew, anything, anything else we want to say here? God, this has been an extremely long episode. Oh no, it's fine. I, people want that. I mean, this is our 500th episode. We're never going to do another 500th episode unless, unless the audio for this one gets destroyed or something. (laughs) Okay. Uh, any anything else? Do we any- want to do trend forecasting? Yeah. I, I, I like one question. Like we we wanted to talk about like what do we think the the perfectly engineered <laughs> what do we think the PEFP trends of the future are going to be? Because we are noted futurists, right? Yes. People, every now and then, do you get like an email from somebody, like some marketing person, being like, "We'd love to have you on our panel about like restaurant trends in the future." Or yeah. Did you used to get that yeah, when you I were doing to. restaurant yeah. reviewing? Like, oh my god! I don't know. Like, I'm always like, pizza. please go on to someone else. I am not a good person. Oh to yeah. This so question. here, here's kind of like a thing I was thinking about, which is you know, starting 
I don't know, maybe 10 or 20 years ago, like they really started pushing the boundaries of like variations of existing favorites. So now like if you go to the store, there's like 17 kinds of M&Ms and like 10 different Reese's peanut butter cups. And usually, usually I will keep coming back to the original or in the case of M&Ms, either like original or peanut. Or I think about this in, in the case of Oreos. Right. Has there ever been one of those that eclipsed the original for you besides possibly Cherry Coke? Even though even now it's been a, quite a while since I've had Cherry Coke, I'm for sure going to buy some soon. You have to tell me if it holds up or if we yeah, or if it's I'm like curious. a SpaghettiOs experience. Because for me, like I wouldn't say it's eclipsed it, but I think the I, I like the Reese's Big Cup as well as the original. Trying to think if there are any of these that I actually like better. I don't know about that. I mean, because you know they're going to keep doing this. They, of course, they're going to keep doing this. They're relentless. Um, Speaking of which, I got a weird M M&M and M that we need to try. This is not necessarily a PEFP. We're just we're just going off script here. Gosh. You know, I find that I tend to like. Now that I think about it, I think I kind of tend to like the second product in a line. So like. Peanut M&M's, I think I prefer over plain M&M's. Double stuff Oreos? I don't prefer them over, but they're sort of equal. Mm-hmm. I think about like Honey Nut Cheerios yes. to Cheerios, right? Uh, what else is there uh, along these lines? Is Frosted Flakes the second Corn Flakes? Maybe. Okay, Matthew, what do we think? Okay. What is this? These are pretty good. These are like Rocky Road flavored M&M's. I don't, I don't think they're as good as peanut M&M's, but I'm certainly going to finish the bag. I'm struggling the thing, to find the marshmallow. Is it just marshmallow flavor? I think it's just kind of marshmallow flavor. That's that's the thing. Like, it, I wish it had a, like a gooey marshmallow texture. But here's the thing that I want to talk about. I'm getting almost a little coffee nut flavor. Yeah, and I tried. I know you mentioned that you wanted to get coffee nut because you think those might be a PEFP for you. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find them. They're calling this Rockin' Nut Road. What the fuck is that? Is, it, is this like a joke on something? This was driving me nuts last night. Like I think I, they couldn't call it Rocky Road. Oh, you think Rocky Road is a trademark of some no. other company? It could be. No, it could be. I don't know. Um, but like Rockin' Nut is like... But we all know what it means. We all know it's we all, Rocky yeah, Road. We all, we all know it means they're going to bust a nut. So what else could they have come up with? I mean, if they, if they for some reason, don't want to do Rocky Road... Could no, they do right. like? Well, this one's like speckled, like stone paved road. <laughs> they could do stone paved road, cobblestone road. <laughs> yeah, I think these are pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right, should we move on to segments? We'll we'll yeah. revisit this episode on uh, this this topic on episode one thousand. How right. about that? I can't wait. All right, spilled mail. All right, this one comes from listener Megan. I'm wondering if you've seen the new M&M sharing size mixed bags. We actually have one in front of us, Megan. And what is our opinion on them? I'm getting all weirded out reading this, changing like whose perspective it is. Okay. So, so you can just read what the, what the listener wrote. Okay. I didn't realize this was going to be like a test. Okay. I'm wondering if you've seen the new M&M sharing size mixed bag and your opinion of them. A large bag, it's a large bag of M&M's with three different flavors. The one I bought is the classic mix, plain, peanut, and peanut butter. What would be your perfect M&M threesome? And if you could make another perfectly engineered food sharing size threesome, what would it be? Okay, so let's talk about threesomes. Okay, I've never had one. Have you had one? No. Ah! (laughs) Wait, cut that out. Wait a minute. No, of course not. 
No. no. Do I seem like Wait, a threesome kind of person? I don't think there. I think that that is a rude statement. I you're right. Think you're there right. Is a threesome no, you're kind right. of person. You're right. I think that people are way kinkier than you're any right. of you're us. You're absolutely know. right. No. I, I think I think like I paused weirdly partly because I thought it would be funny also because then like I had to like stop and think about it and then like I was thinking about that instead of being on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Like if, because if the question is, would I like to, then, then it's the opposite answer. And the answer is yes. yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So, okay. Yes, Megan, we have a bag of the classic (laughs) mix in front of us. It's quite delightful. Personally, I don't think I would buy it again. I like my M&Ms separate. I feel like I can't quite focus. When I'm mm. presented with the mix. Are we still talking about M&M's here? Yeah, there's like too much going on. Right. I like want some, one thing someone, happening Like the peanut time. butter one always feels left out. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Or if like I'm eating a plain <laughs> one and then, <laughs> then yeah. I, 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 I think it's a plain one, but it turns out to be a peanut butter one. And then I get like all in my head like, oh, my God, how could I not tell the peanut butter one apart from the plain? I don't know. I'm trying to just. I'm trying to figure out what this metaphor means. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I was just trying to find a way to make it. You know when there's like too much stuff going on. Yeah, no, I, I do. You know when you're like, I, I need to remove one thing that's happening right now. It's all really great, but there's too much happening. Oh no, I do this to myself all the time. Like, like I say, like I say yes to the dress, and then. Uh, I'm talking sexually. Oh, um, I, I was thinking just like like work life balance. No. <laughs> oh, like does this happen where you want to, where you want to like like pair things back a little bit? Yeah, or like I can't like kiss while other things are happening. Oh, like, interesting. It, like it's just one thing at a time for maximum enjoyment. No, I, I think I generally agree with that. I like focus. Mm-hmm. Yet in the movies, everything's happening at once. So you're saying like sex in the movies may not be 100 percent realistic? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, back to back to the perfectly engineered okay, so, threesome. So, what would our perfect M M&M and M threesome be? I mean, mm-hmm. I gotta say, for me, it would be these three: like the the milk chocolate, peanut butter, and peanut. But I also agree, I would rather just have like a, a bag of one type. I think for me, it would my perfect threesome would be three bags of coffee nut. Okay, those are very tasty. I like those. Um, mine would be Rockin' Nut Road pretzel and <laughs> jalapeno. Which they did do. They did? Yeah. It was, I, I, did I like it? I, you know, I kind of can't remember. You know, here, I have a perfectly engineered food sharing threesome in okay. general. How about tomatoes, mozzarella, and basil? But that's not engineered. It's not, it's not engineered. Like, you know, okay. Um, oh, Chex Mix. I was just going to say Chex Mix. God, yes. God, your hand is really sweaty. <laughs> What are you doing? Okay. I'm just thinking about perfectly engineered food threesomes. Thank you. Thank you for writing in Listener Megan and using the word threesome like three times. <laughs> Matthew Very loved good. It. It's time for Now But Wow. It's my week to pick. And I think I've talked about this on the show before, but maybe predating the Now But Wow segment. It is a comic series that is uh, it's from Japan, but it's available in English and Japanese. I think the English version might be ebook only, but I'm not positive. It's called Is Kichi Joji the Only Place to Live? It's by Maki Hirochi. And it is about these two real estate agents who are real uh, like eccentric characters who live in the Kichi Joji neighborhood of Tokyo. And every episode, like every chapter of the book, 
uh, a uh, a woman comes in uh, who needs a new place and is also in the midst of some sort of life transition. And so they like go above and beyond as real estate agents and like like take her around to like a neighborhood she's never been to before and like, you know, take her out to eat and show her the perfect apartment. And then like at the by the end of the of the chapter, like you see they have her, a threesome. They, they have a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love this book. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> I mean your idea sounds great also, okay. but the the actual book is uh, is very family friendly but also uh <laughs> But also very fun, okay. um, and it's it's like sweet and very funny. Um, like the you you really like end up really loving the two real estate agents who are twin twin sisters and are super into heavy metal music. Um, and like you know, every time someone comes into the, the office, they're like, "Is this a real estate office? Like, why is this uh, this woman uh, like uh, playing guitar behind the desk?" And it introduces you to to different neighborhoods in uh, in Tokyo, and like the restaurants in the in the book tend to be real places that you could visit. I absolutely love it. There are six six books. All of them are available in English. The series is done, so you can read the read the whole thing and just come back and enjoy it anytime. I read it over and over again. Oh, this Called, is so fun! Is Kichijoji the only place to live by Maki Hirochi? Wonderful. Well, as always, our producer is Abby Circatella. Her work is really cut out for her this time. Oh, yeah. Thanks for being with us for most of our 500 episodes. I mean, this is the part of the show where we want to thank. I mean, we don't have time to thank all of our listeners by name, but let's let's thank our 500 best listeners. Okay. I'd like to thank your mom. I'd like to thank your mom. Oh, okay. I'll thank your mom (laughs) and you thank my mom. Um, um, I, we'd like to thank our spouses. I thank our, our spouses, our I, children. Uh, yep, yeah, our pets. Yep, yeah, I like to thank Mimi for for listening to every episode. I'd like to thank you, listener, for making it through this episode. Yep, yeah, and I'd like to thank you, other listener, <laughs> who turned it off uh, before this part, but still had a couple of good laughs. Okay, <laughs> before skipping ahead and listening to. Um, another podcast if you'd like to if you're still listening you can rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts yep like uh something you might say in your review is uh 500 episodes and uh somehow they're getting worse at it no no Matthew, you're gonna say don't five, give people ideas no, no. like but it's no one no one who, who actually got to this point would leave that review it'd be like um five five stars like my ultimate podcast threesome Yes. Okay. <laughs> either either that or uh, or Robert Krolich and Jad Abumrad. I know Robert Krolich isn't on the show anymore because you told me. Oh, right. <laughs> but but is still up for the threesome. Totally. With any listener. He is kinky. Talk to other people who listen to the show at reddit.com slash r slash everything spilled milk. And until next time, we'll, uh, we'll see you at episode 1000. Uh, where we will be cyborgs. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. <laughs> and I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Or maybe like we will have uploaded our consciousness to the cloud and like 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 mashed up and, and like chopped and screwed our, our consciousnesses together. Chopped and screwed? <laughs> That's like a music thing. Oh, okay. All right, bye. <laughs> the squirrel was like too tame. That, yeah, you know, squirrels are dangerous, right? Yeah, but uh, we were on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> look at this. Look at this owl. That is incredible. Isn't this incredible? Okay, but hold on. Get ready for something really incredible. He has already landed on the squirrel.
And now watch. He is like. Can you see him looking yeah. over yeah, yeah. his shoulder? He's got his like wing out. This is a cute animal. I need to know. Wow. That is amazing. Isn't that horrible? He's like. No, it's great. He's like fucking Voldemort. He's like <laughs> with his like wing slash cape thing. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not choked up about an, about an owl eating a squirrel. <laughs> no, but you're like, yeah. Well, I mean, we've got plenty of squirrels, and owls are cool. <laughs> it's true, owls are really cool, and we do have a lot of squirrels. <laughs> okay, right. wait a minute. Let's get back to our perfectly engineered food product. Like, e- if, if I saw like my neighbor like swoop down and, <laughs> and, and like grab a squirrel with its with his claws and carry it off, I would be very upset. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, Abby, you can figure out how much of that you want to cut, okay? Um, All right. Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Need a cold coffee with a bold flavor? Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee. Brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker for smooth, delicious Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find your next Dunkin' Cold coffee in the roasted coffee aisle. 